the table with Darlene. Welcome to Around the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you tuned in this evening. We hope you are having a wonderful week or have had a wonderful week. Tonight we have with us sitting to my right my daughter uh, Tiffany, which we are always so happy that you're here, Tiffany. Thank you. And uh, then we have sitting right next to her, to her right, we have a special guest tonight, Luann. And uh, we are glad that you are here. Honer Camp, is that right? That's it. You got That's it. it. We're so glad <laughs> you're here. You are here, and uh, she is uh, the one that I guess that we could say is really responsible for what is going on in Farmington as far as hope for autism. She is the founding executive director, and what a pleasure it is because April, for those of you that don't know it, is Autism Month. And it's a very special time for so many of us, and we are learning more and more about autism. And so that's what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, right next to her, on her right, is our great executive producer, Chris. We are so glad, Chris Norman, you are with us. I'm glad to be here. And uh, Tiffany, I know that uh, Luann is really special to you also. Luann, uh, you you came to our school many I, years I ago. I did. It was another lifetime it ago. It was. You graduated from yes. here. It tells you how long we have been around. 1989. And, and 1989 when you <laughs> graduated. graduation, yes. Wow. Yeah. Just a young lady a you are. A long time ago. That was a while ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, but we were really glad. And so a lot of things have happened in your life since that time. Yes, they and, definitely uh, have. I just really would like for you to share with our listeners uh, a little bit about how you got started in this foundation. How What, what triggered all of sure. this for you? Sure. So in 2012... Um, I was I picked up a parade magazine, which I have never read a parade magazine ever in my life. It, it was a God thing. He and um, so I opened it up, and one of the stories in it was called "Who Will Care for Dana." Hmm. And the story was about a girl who was aging out of high school. I believe she lived in New Jersey, and <clears throat> her parents were just scared to death because there were no resources available for her. After she graduated, you go from pre-K all the way through 12th grade, and those kids' needs are being met every step mm. of the way. The day they graduate from high school, there's nothing. nothing. Wow. And so... And she had autism? She had autism, yeah. yes. And, but she had been diagnosed. Yes, she had okay. been diagnosed with autism. And so um, it was at that time that I started thinking about my two godsons, Garrett and Morgan, who both have autism. And so at that time, let's see, I guess they were third and fifth grade. I believe that's right. And um, at that time, they were still wearing pull-ups. And so I was really concerned about what their, the quality of life they were going to have after they graduated from high school. And so <clears throat> I looked at my husband after I read the article, and I said, oh my goodness, we have to do something. I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea, but we have to do something. And so that started our journey. That's amazing. Um, I had been a special ed teacher for 15 years up okay. to that point, well, up to 2016. And so I had that background, but going back even further, um, we were talking a little earlier about how all of the little things in your life lead up to 
prepare you for what's going to happen mm-hmm. in your future, even though the, they seem... Um, Individual and solitary. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, or why did they even happen or what caused that? And so I go all the way back. I have a brother who has special needs who's nine years older than me. <clears throat> He's not diagnosed with autism, but similar. And so watching him grow up, I was always... He didn't get, he was bullied sometimes and didn't necessarily know that he was being bullied. And so we would stand up for him, my mm-hmm. sister and I, make sure that he wasn't being taken advantage of. But the thing I remember most was seeing him achieve milestones that for everybody else mm-hmm. were seemingly meaningless. You know, right. getting your driver's license. Yeah, it's cool, but, you know, everybody gets their driver's mm-hmm. license. Right. He was 21 before he got his driver's license, Mm -hmm. and he had taken the test every time he could take the test and just kept failing and Mm -hmm. failing and failing. And so for him to make that milestone was so exciting. I mean, it was was like the birth of a child, you know. It's just so exciting when you see them hit those milestones Mm -hmm. when everybody else... um, Right, already passed. Yeah. Right. And so that... You know, I've had that my whole life. And then at about age 19, I went to work for an organization in, that's still there in Ironton, Ozark Valley Community Services, and um, worked with adults with developmental disabilities. Hmm. And that's I did, so yeah, so I did job coaching for them. So I would go, the job developer would find a job and match it to an individual, I would go out, learn the job, and then bring the person in and train them, you know, until they could... I could That's be. a really cool job. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. That's it was fun. probably yeah. one of my favorite jobs. I would enjoy that. Um, until you could kind of be weaned off until they were independent on the job. And we taught lots of things, you know, not only the tasks, but also how to have conversations at the lunchroom table um, oh, how to ask? So yes, it mm-hmm. is. How to ask your boss for um, instructions on what to do next, or what to do if you're finished with what you're doing, and so you know, little social skills, soft skills that people don't think about mm-hmm. that we just automatically take mm-hmm. for granted. And so I absolutely love that job, but that was also my first interaction with somebody with autism. I'd never even heard of autism, mm-hmm. and um, I met and got to work with Cowboy Joe who is still in Ironton, and that was, a, so that was 1990, and he's wow. still there. Cowboy Joe. Cowboy Joe. Oh. And um, he was, at that time, middle-aged, always wore a cowboy hat, but he was completely nonverbal, and um, I found him to be so intriguing. I, I, it was, there was so much going on in his head. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't able, you know, to to share that information. But I was just so taken with him. So that was my first introduction to autism. Um, After that job, I went on to something else. But then I came back to Ozark Valley um, and worked as a job developer. So I went to the different businesses and we found um, jobs uh, for those individuals. And those were very rewarding jobs, just being able to be part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the ladies that I placed at Long John Silver's worked there for, 
I think it was 20 years. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. And she also had autism, so she was my second interaction um, with autism. So anyway, those little things, you know, kind of led me along the way. And, and then um, very bizarre set of circumstances that, of course, God orchestrates things. I don't know if you want to know the whole bizarre story. Well, it's very interesting, so, okay. so it's great to hear because there are people that are listening tonight, mm-hmm. Luann, that, you know, they've done little things along the life's road, mm-hmm. and they have dreams of something maybe more, but they're not sure what it is. But I think it's encouraging for them to hear that what they're doing today matters Yes, in yeah. people's lives. Absolutely. And that, every step counts. Yes, every step counts. So please, share some more steps. Okay. So, um, from that point, I went on, um, I had the loss of a marriage, and so I had to go out and find a job, and I had an associate's degree, but really didn't know what I wanted to do with that, and so I had two children, so uh, God led me to the school district. I was really looking for a, um, just, uh, where you come in, a a substitute, Mm -hmm. and they said, no, we want you as a paraprofessional. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and so I pursued that, went in, and, and probably from day three or four, being in the classroom, it was at the middle school in the self-contained classroom, I knew I wanted to teach special ed for the rest of my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I was in love. This is exactly <laughs> what I was That's put cool. on earth that to do. So yeah, I just cool. have to insert that paraprofessionals <clears throat> don't get any credit. No, they, they or pay. pay or no pay. money. Yeah. And they, from preschool, yeah. on, mm-hmm. we had a pair. Well, I'm sure you know Marla Summers. Oh yes. Summers, and we're talking to yes. now. Yes. And she she grabbed a hold of Max. Yes. And in his little world of mm-hmm. confusion, and took her took him to her heart. Yes. And and changed his world. Yes. Mm-hmm. And appa- yes. then and it's it's all about the paraprofessional, it in is. my opinion. It is. And when you lose one, yes, it's devastating. It is. And it changes your world again. It is. So I just appreciate all the paraprofessionals out there. Oh, because absolutely. They, are they do amazing. the grunt work. Mm-hmm. They do, and they don't mm-hmm. get any recognition or pay for it, and it's just ridiculous. It's a hard job. You know, you're not making the lesson plans kind of like stuff nurses. Like that. It is. <laughs> the it nurses is. instead mm-hmm. of the physician, you mm-hmm. know, they do yes. all the hard stuff and get no credit for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, absolutely. No, that's so good and so true. Yes. Um, so I went back to college, got my degree, and, and started teaching. Um, I'd been teaching for a little while, and I met Jessica Harmon through another set of God circumstances, and um, she had two boys. She so I was there before they ever came along. And so when they were born, they became my godsons. At about probably 15 months old, I started noticing some different things in Garrett's um, behavior. He's the oldest. He was verbal. He was very verbal. Um, he was working on potty training. He was, but he would do weird things like bring all of the shoes in and line them up by color. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play with the pots and pans. He didn't want to play with the toys. Um, just little things that I was concerned about, but you never want to just say, oh my right. goodness, I think he has autism. Right. You know? And so through working with 
some people who were working with him in early childhood. Um, I contacted them and I said, I kind of have these concerns. Do you see the same thing? And they're like, yes, we're glad that you said that. And so we were able to get him some early intervention, um, which is so key. It it is, if it you is. can find those things out, um, even if you're just a little bit concerned, every single child and adult with autism is different than every other yes. single yes. child Amen with adult that. and autism. 100%. And so you can't say, well, my child doesn't do this mm-hmm. or my child doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have that gut, that mama gut, you mm-hmm. know, just something that tells you there's something going on, then you want to definitely have that checked out because the earlier you can find out yes. and the earlier you can start those interventions, you will see so much more absolutely in, from that child. And so... I started noticing that, and for Garrett, he actually regressed. We Mm -hmm. thought it was because Jessica was pregnant with Mm -hmm. a second son, and, you know, you see those things like they lose. Not potty trained anymore. Don't want to do that anymore. He Mm -hmm. lost his words. Um, Mm -hmm. He went back to, like, kind of baby talk. But then I also saw things like he wasn't looking in my eye anymore, uh-huh. which he was before. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be hugged anymore. He really mm-hmm. didn't even want to be touched anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I started seeing all of those things. Um, so he did get the diagnosis, and then Morgan came along. And um, Morgan never gained all of those skills. He actually started off, but I don't know how much of that was because he was with a brother who was doing the echolalia, with the mm-hmm. brother who was doing the repetitive behaviors. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that was mm-hmm. just mimicking, mm-hmm. and so he never gained those skills. But um, two totally different kids, but now Garrett, being 16, is definitely more affected by autism than his brother Morgan was. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've both done a total 180, you know, one was talking and then he stopped Mm -hmm. and then one never gained those skills. And so, um, Jessica and I became best of friends. And, um, like I said, 2013, I think it was, I read that article and I'm like, okay, we have to do something. Mm. So Dave and I started researching, um, day programs. I'm sorry, yes, Dave's my husband. Bless his heart. He's just gone along with this ride. (laughs) He's just like, okay, I don't know about this. Um, But he has, uh, more than anything, prayed for us and just said, you know, kept us, because I'm big ideas. Woo, let's change the world, you know? Yes. And Dave is more grounded and we call him our prayer warrior and he's like we need to pray about that let's just you know stop and look (laughs) at what does this realistically make sense and so um in we started looking into it the day program we looked at doing a farm we looked at um landscaping business we we didn't know what it looked like but god through all of that brought people and resources into our lives that we never, ever would have had an opportunity to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, we were introduced to some people at Washington University who were putting on, um, which is now part of their courses, but an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial course for socialists. So social entrepreneur is what it was called. And so it's starting a business 
for a cause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to attend classes there, and um, we did some pitch competitions, but learned all kinds of things, because I am not from the business world at all. I don't I'm still not. <laughs> I am. I'm in the middle Isn't of it. Isn't it amazing how God say, will put you right yeah, in the middle of something <laughs> that, you're, that is not who you are, it is but yet not who I that's am. what you're doing. Yes. That is amazing. I love that. Um, but he's provided for us every single step of the way. Yes. We're like, okay, God, I, we can't do this. With This is not, you know, who mm-hmm. we are. And he's like, right. it's okay. I'm preparing you for this. And mm-hmm. so it's been a beautiful journey. And... Um, not to lie, it's been an unbelievable amount of hard work and oh, and blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And um, But God has never failed us every step of the way. Every time that we've needed something or someone, he has provided. Mm, that's um, beautiful. Just for an example, the other day, I'm like, we're, we always want to, if we have money to purchase it, we just, you know, let's go out and purchase whatever it is that we need and our dehumidifier quit working. And then like two days later, the refrigerator, no, the microwave stopped working. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put it out on Facebook. Within 10 minutes, we had somebody say, I have a new humidifier, just come and pick it up. And then an hour later, somebody else, two people, we have microwaves. And I'm like, okay, God, you said ask, and I'll send it to you, you know. That's so beautiful. And sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're like, we'll take care of it. It's right. A, it, right. We got Instead it. Of don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. a really good. And that's, God's like, just put it out yeah. there. Okay, that, whatever. That's Need right. a dehumidifier. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's beautiful. And so there it was. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's so and, good. Um, so God has provided for us financially. Obviously, we're not for profit organization. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to talk a little more in just a moment about yeah. what that means and yes. what exactly that is. I. I want to go back to something that you said earlier when you were you were talking about mm-hmm. how you would see different situations and your heart was so moved and you were so touched by that. Uh, I remember uh, it was at one of our uh, in the summertime when they when the carnival comes in yes. downtown. Uh-huh. I remember and Max was what three or four years oh, old. Country days, yeah. Country days, and we were walking downtown with Max and you know of course crowds were very hard yes for him but I'll never forget you coming up to Max and kneeling down in front of him and looking Do you even remember no. that? Oh no. and you did you kneeled no. down in front of him and you just looked him in the eye and it just I just never forgot that Aww, moment. Oh, thank you. You know because you had a little booth set up yeah. there for um fan, uh Family and friends brought to Yes, okay, yes. the support group. Yep. And we had a booth set yes, up there. Yes, and we okay. stopped okay. by. Of course, by. we knew you, uh-huh. but it was just really something how immediately you gravitated to Max, made connection mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love the way that God puts gifts and talents inside of people and how that drawing, that call yes. Yes. is so in there. And, and what a blessing that is to... To whether saved, unsaved, whomever, whatever, yes. because uh, we're living in a day and time where autism is more recognized yes. than it ever was, mm-hmm. but it still is so misunderstood. Yes, and so it's people like you that that are bringing the message that of hope. Yes, uh, to those that life is not quite as easily on, and so it's exciting for us to have you here and to share with, well, with people because I know that there 
they're wanting to know. Mm-hmm. Yes. They know somebody. If they don't have somebody in their family, mm-hmm. they, they do know, know somebody. They know somebody that could be a neighbor. It could be mm-hmm. somebody they go to church with. It could be somebody they work with. But I guarantee you there's somebody that everybody, everybody knows. knows yes. yes. Yeah. I and, agree with that. Yeah, I wish we had uh, Sarah here tonight because uh, one of the things that's happened in our church a lot is there, we're finding, you know, we've had so many children with autism come mm-hmm. through. And Sarah's our children's She's pastor. our children's okay. pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they have just been absolutely amazing. You know, they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. what you said, you know, and we're still learning on that learning yes. curve. Yes. To be able to integrate mm-hmm. them yes. in with the other children, but yet them to have to know that they're special and and, yes. and sometimes make allowances mm-hmm. to provide a, a comfortable place for them yes mm-hmm. and, and so well it's yeah. the saying necessity is the the mother of invention or something yes. like that What's that's, that's it something mm-hmm. like that. that's it and so mm-hmm. with max around um you know max is, was our first experience with someone with mm-hmm. autism and so you know, it starts in the nursery. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. He didn't go to the nursery for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, then he was often out of the nursery <laughs> because of the difficulties, you know, mm-hmm. because you right. have six babies in there and one, one that just isn't like all the others right. and a little bit different and, you know, very impulsive and stuff. And so from, from infancy, mm-hmm. you know, our church has adapted and learned what, what can, you know, what can be done, mm-hmm. what you have to do. And, you know, and that's amazing. And that's and so we've needed. had to figure it we out. Had to figure it's it out. been very so helpful. Needed. Yeah. yeah, we actually had a little boy uh, right before Max was born that was really their f- maybe a couple okay. that was really their first challenge, mm-hmm. but then didn't you know because so many times parents failed to. I don't know if they were afraid to admit or afraid to say. But knowledge is wonderful. Yes, it is. And when you bring a child, I would rather, if you have a child that has behavior problems Mm -hmm. or is, you know, is on the spectrum or Mm -hmm. whatever, be honest with those that as much as you can if you don't know and you don't have a diagnosis. That's one thing. But so many times... Parents don't want to say. Don't want to say. Not my kid. Well, and, yeah. I, and I think sometimes it's because lot. they get rejected yeah. when they do. And, and that happened with Jessica and mm-hmm. her two boys. And unfortunately, she was out of church for a while mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, they wouldn't keep no the one boys. Would, no and one obviously, you can't have understand. two young boys in yeah. church with you who have autism because, oh my goodness. And so churches have to do that. They and, do. And we've done they that. Do. We go to Parkland Chapel and I can't tell you how many kids we have on the spectrum mm-hmm. a lot well they go where you know right where they, it's, they find out and we're yes. still we still don't have it mastered yes. we still don't have enough not. hands on deck oh right we right. still don't have the room that we want right. you know for those with because a calming room would just be absolutely yes. amazing we want that's, that's one of room. that's one of the those. visions yeah. that we want oh we want one yeah, so we bad can we yes we want to come see because yeah. it's something that we dream about yes yeah. we really want it for our church but, but that just, is just such a way to show those parents love yeah you know and to yes. reach out to them and say because they're desperate oh they're desperate. my goodness I they're can't desperate. even imagine I it, cannot imagine we just thank God every day for the staff that we have Absolutely. here and how they saw and they saw mm-hmm. firsthand with mm-hmm. Max by you know because he wasn't going anywhere wasn't yes going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't just church hop no, high no, here no. yeah she was stuck 
Yeah. But that that is an amazing way outreach for people um, who are out in the community who need who want to come to church but they, they can't. Do. They can't. Mm-hmm. And you know I can't tell you how many times I've heard that I'm like you know what you bring them I'm down there every single time we go to our first service so we can help out second service and we're just like free rangers so we just hang out yeah. and so whoever needs help we just mm-hmm. pull them out take them to the quiet room and so and it, we have that available yeah. mm-hmm. and i'm like it you just bring them i don't care how they act it yeah. doesn't it matter we'll take care of it that vision of knowing how special yes that and we've you know through the years we've there's been so many different ones but I love the fact there are people that have the heart that yes. you have. And we see it in, in so many of our staff have been that way. Mm-hmm. Have a child that mm-hmm. is otherwise would be totally disruptive. But yes. someone yes. would take that child on. Yeah. And right. And the difference is so many places a, a, a family with a child with autism, um, especially if, if they happen to be, some of them are very, you know, turned in and they're mm-hmm. quiet and you won't even know they're mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. Others... Mm-hmm. are Tearing very the out there and destroying mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so often, you know, people don't know how to respond to that. And mm-hmm. so they feel, and they have to keep all the kids safe. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Absolutely. But they just kind of mark them off as, well, this guy, he's just a little too much for me. Or this mm-hmm. this little girl, she's too wild. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, and you mm-hmm. get that rejection. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so many parents, uh, families that have autism, you know, there's a big divorce rate yes. there. And so oftentimes... It's extremely high. Oh, oftentimes it's a single parent. Mm-hmm. And they might be coming to church just to get an hour. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, to get an hour. And then if they're rejected and said, oh, yes. sorry, we don't, you know, we, we don't mean anything by it, but we can't handle your right. kid. And that's, that's devastating. It's just not acceptable, it's though. Not it's okay. not acceptable. It's not okay. I, I don't you have believe... to figure it out. Yes. Tiffany, before she, uh, we're going to ask her some more questions, but it's just such a good time to share a little bit about a special teacher, Max's kindergarten Mm -hmm. teacher, then how she became his second grade teacher, Mm -hmm. and how that changed his life, too. You know, all along the way, there have been. So share a little bit about Ellen. Um, Well, Max, uh, Max was diagnosed with autism at age three. and the, and he was able to start preschool at that time because of his um, diagnosis. That, um, and so I thought he was going to be in preschool forever, <laughs> professional preschooler, because he started so early. He went like two and a half years. But then when it came to kindergarten, I don't know if other parents have this experience, but moving buildings mm-hmm. from one year to the next mm-hmm. is so scary. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for a completely neurotypical kid, I think it would still be a big... Yes. Scary. There's, you know, because each school you go to is bigger than the last one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in Farmington, they just, it's just panic explode. And so the fear of that. But anyway, in, in kindergarten, um, we ever since Max has been born, ever since he was born, God has always had someone in his life besides mm-hmm. his family um, in the right place at the right time. Yeah. There's never been a time. You look back, you know, from Nene and Missy, and there's mm-hmm. always just been someone in his life to help us and mm-hmm. to help him. Mm-hmm. And so here we are going into kindergarten and I'm having daily, you know, heart attacks. Meltdowns you know, like of heart, your own? Yes, mommy <laughs> meltdowns. And um, I don't even remember how it all came about, but but we always pray that, you know, when Max starts a school year, 
that he's going to be placed in the classroom that he needs to be mm -hmm. in and with the people that he needs to be in. Well, I have to say that, that his principal from... Oh, you're right. Shirley. Yeah, these from are, preschool. From preschool. <laughs> after we had a little situation, she became mm -hmm. one of the biggest proactive people for Max. Yeah, that's true. And you're she right. put him with Ellen. That's right. That's exactly yes. right. I forgot. I couldn't remember how it had happened, yeah. but in preschool, uh, uh, second year of preschool, second day in, Max got suspended <laughs> oh. <laughs> from preschool, you guys. Oh. And, and so... Um, you learn really quick how to advocate. Yes. You know, like really, really quick. And so I went down, had a little chat with the principal. It was mm -hmm. her first year there, and, um, and not we just not and our we first love year. Her. We love her. We dearly. do love yes. her. She's she loves amazing us. now. Um, it's a learning But we had curve. a moment. It is it a learning. A moment. It's overwhelming yeah. to it start. Is. A new, she was starting a new yes. school, mm -hmm. you know, and so um, Max misbehaved, and actually, the, it doesn't matter. The great paraprofessional took up for him, but. Um, anyway, so I went and visited her, and I was like, um, let me ask you a question, because you're, you're suspending my, my, my preschooler here. Mm -hmm. um, let me just ask you, have you read, do you know why he's in the special education program? Uh -huh. And she's like, well, I, I can't possibly have read everybody's files already. I'm like, well, I feel like it's important to mm -hmm. know why this behavior may have happened. Right. And I'm like, you know we have an IEP, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Right there in the hallway. And so the other teachers that we knew in the school, they're like, don't go in the hallway. <laughs> don't go down in the hallway. <laughs> Tiffany's talking to Beezer. <laughs> but anyway, we, we had a misunderstanding, but we became... M Mrs. Beezer became oh, one of Max's dearly. biggest advocates. Yeah, oh, she's because precious. it was just we all had a moment of what's going on, you yes. know. And and we worked through it though because I didn't back down and she didn't back down mm -hmm. and we decided we are gonna understand each other one way or the other. Right. And we did. And so now you know I wish I wish she was still involved in our lives. She doesn't even she's not in Farmington School District anymore. But um, anyway, so she got him into um, she helped place him in his kindergarten class. And the sweet little teacher, um, her name was Ellen Flesh, and she took Max under her wing, and she saw who Max really was. And mm -hmm. anyone who ever has taken the time to really get to know, and I feel like it's probably right. the same way mm -hmm. um, with Garrett and um, Morgan, Morgan mm -hmm. um, if you just take the time. Yes. To invest a few minutes and learn. If you can see learn. past the behaviors. Get behind, yeah, get behind, behind the, behavior. the behaviors. And so she just literally fell in love with Max, and Max fell in love with her, and we yes. fell in love with her. And she just really um, started his school career um, in a positive way. And then we went to first grade. You know, you're only in kindergarten one year, then you move to another building. Right, right. You know, so we started first grade. First grade was an actual disaster, mm -hmm. complete and total disaster. We won't even get into it. Then we moved schools. Mm -hmm. um, and then second grade, Miss Flesh also moved schools oh, and wow. became Max's second grade oh, teacher. Cool. And so the first grade was so horrific, so, so terrible in so Setting many ways. Back so it, many ways. It, 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 he really stepped back. Mm hmm. Um, and, and then there she was again, you know, and we're like, so can you move to third grade? But anyway, so she, she be, remained part of our life for a very long time. She's actually coming um, to visit next week. Is she? Yeah, and, and now she's, she got married. So now she's mm -hmm. Mrs. Miller, but, um, she just, that she was just placed, you know, I, 
I don't care what the other parents think. They might have liked her too, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But she was placed there, in my opinion, for, for my that child, very reason for Max's purpose. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she she said, "I see this behavior, but mm-hmm. I see Max. Mm-hmm. I right. know Max." Mm-hmm. And boy, she saved us mm-hmm. <laughs> a few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what. And it's the people along the way, like you, mm-hmm. that uh, make a difference in people's life with autism. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and so there's just such great hope. In the day that we're living in now, there is. But there's still there's. so many of them are that are having a really rough time. But tell yes. us a little bit about what what you're doing now. Tell sure. us a little bit about this program. Um, let me go back to what Tiffany said for just a moment. Um, what she said about Miss Beezer is it was that was a beautiful story mm-hmm. of how somebody who looking at a situation is ignorant. Sure. Whether yeah. willfully or not. Right. Yep. Of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But she was able to come along and yes. say, okay, let's oh, look yeah. at And there this was a time picture. of apology even. Oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. really, I mean, it was, it was to come But in, this but could be a neighbor. Really. This could mm-hmm. be somebody at church. This oh, could right. be anybody right. who is just yes. unwillingly or not going yeah. into it ignorant mm-hmm. and just doesn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. They think it's just bad behavior. Yeah. Right. And so being That's able to the educate those people and say, let's stop, you know, just slow down a little bit. Let's back up and let's yeah. look at this. Yeah. And um, that's a beautiful story yeah. of, of it, how that turned out. And it doesn't only, always. If only we would take a step back. Yes. Because think every, every action that any of us do. There's a reason There's a reason behind it. it. Every, every response has a yeah. reason behind yeah. it. Yes. And if we would ever not react and yes. we would respond instead. Right. And figure you know, out what's going and on. Say, look, something's not right here. Look, yes. how can I help? Yes. Instead mm-hmm. of, you better move on. How can we find the solution yes. and so that everybody wins? Because yeah. nobody ever has to be torn down or broken no. down or made to feel bad. But I agree. Um, Okay, so now I'll go on. Sorry, I just had to respond to that. So true. Um, So so good. So, what God led us to was um, to create a vocational training program for people with autism because what I was looking at was after they graduated from high school, what happens? Mm And so, unfortunately, right now, the unemployment rate is 90% for Mm. adults with autism, which is just unbelievable. Yeah. And you're talking about a pool of people. It is. It's absolutely unacceptable. It's huge. And what happens is they get stuck in the process. So they can do any job that's out there, but they can't get through the interview process. Mm -hmm. They never make it past the door. Mm -hmm. And so they get stuck and they might find a job, you know, that's a minimum wage. But I have one I'm working with right now. He has a degree in computer science. Never had a job. Mm. He's 25 years old, mm. but completely capable of yeah. doing all of those things. And so, some of those activities are paralyzing, though. Yes. They're, for me, an interview, I would rather you cut off my pinky toe yes. than go on an interview. Like, and so you talk. It's terrible. And imagine I, I, that yes. it's, you I have even, difficulty. It, you having, know, magnify yes, that by a million. A million, yeah. Yes. Golly. And so what we hoped to do and and what we're in the process of doing is just working on giving them some work experience. And so we do that through our store, which is Mm -hmm. Dressed to Impress in downtown Farmington. And they get 120 hours of an unpaid internship. And so they learn how to wash, dry, steam, tag the clothes, merchandise it, get it out on the floor, customer service, 
They learn how to do all of the janitorial cleaning things, but they also learn things like clocking in. If you're not going to be there calling and letting us know, um, scheduling, they learn um, how to fill out applications. They learn, uh, mock, we do mock interviews so that they practice those skills, not just with me, but with other people so mm -hmm. that they get more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. We go out in the community and we visit lots of different businesses so they even see what's out there. That they don't so even good. know what's out there. You tour some places, we right? We tour, yes. Oh, We're getting so ready good. to go to U.S. Tool. Um, they learn to go to the bank and make a deposit. They learn to go to the post office and buy stamps on their own or mail packages on their own. Just anything that I can do to get them out into the community. Is that a normal thing for them to not yes. want to get out? Max doesn't want to get out of the car to go pick up a pizza. Even. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So that's because that fear of... Yes. of He's on display. He feels yeah. like he's on display. Yes, at all or that people are looking at Judging you. Judging him. Yes, people and often are. they are. Yeah, well, unfortunately, and, and sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. Right. You know, some. Unfortunately, autism is kind of a hidden disability. They don't look disabled. You don't oh. see it. Yep. You know, they're not mm -mm. using crutches or in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. They're not blind. Or yep. you can tell when somebody has Down syndrome. You can't tell when somebody yeah. has autism. No, I say that all, all the, time. the time. And so look. it's that unseen disability mm -hmm. that. It makes it hard for people. You do judge. That's just who we are. It's mm -hmm. human nature to mm -hmm. judge somebody by their reactions mm -hmm. or their behaviors. And so what we wanted to do was kind of get them out of their comfort zone. Um, and we've been doing it since 2016 is when we were able to open our doors. And we've graduated 37 interns since that time. And we have another six who will graduate this May. I'm super excited for that them. That's wonderful. And um, then what we do is we pair them up with, um, whether it be voc rehab or preferred employment or another employment agency just to help them, you know, and then we kind of work alongside of them to say these are the skills that they've learned. They graduate with a portfolio, work that they've been able to accomplish, what they've mastered, what they still struggle with, some things, um, their resume and references and things like that. So are you seeing some... Success stories. Yes. Okay, yes. tell us a little bit so, about that. Because... I would say one of our biz biggest success stories is probably um, Dylan. Okay. And Dylan came to us as a senior at um, a private high school, and his mom and dad thought that he would probably only work at a sheltered workshop, mm. and and this came to me through the principal, and I'm like, okay, we'll bring him in. Let's talk to him. I don't, I don't know him. So he came in, and uh, I mean, from like the get-go, I'm like, this kid does not belong at a sheltered workshop. There are people who do, and it's a great place mm -hmm. for those people who mm -hmm. need that, but this kid's capable of working. I'm like, so we worked with Dylan for the first year. Um, he got a job and an internship. At that time, he was working at the radio station and, and also doing an internship, and Dylan has stayed with us. He's still with us. He still comes to, to volunteer with us twice a week because oh, he loves it. Love that. He still, um, so he's learned how to ride the SMTS bus. This is a kid who couldn't cross the street. Hmm. I so mean, cool. could not awesome. cross the street, would not talk to somebody that he didn't know. 
He goes to the bank on his own and he makes our deposits for us. Wow. He's working That's now awesome. at Cozines. That's wonderful. Um, and he'll tell you, he's like, I'm a completely different person than I was That's when this started. That's beautiful. And so he would be our long-term success That's what story. it's all about, right? It, it is. is. I mean, and isn't, that, beautiful. Yeah. isn't that a yeah. beautiful story? I mean, that is so great because, it, I mean, parents are listening out there. Yes, there or, is and hope. They're, and they're thinking, you I'm know. I'm listening. There's hope. Right, because, absolutely you know, hope. you see these uh, fears of panic. Yes. You know, going to school is a panic situation yes. every yes. day for some. You know, mm-hmm. Max, it's everyday event is yes. so hard. Yes. And, and but you wonder how are they going to make it out in the world? Mm-hmm. You know how what are they going to be able to do? And to hear the success stories and 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 know that that is a common thing that because Absolutely. it's hard for them to believe in themselves. Yes, it you is, know? and he and will tell you he's he'll be the first to tell you I didn't have any confidence. I didn't think I was going to be able to do anything. I didn't really plan on doing anything, and so he um, he said I, I'm just a different person. I I have come mm. so far, and it, it's exciting to watch that. And and there is hope. And even the lowest ones that we've had who've come in, you know, they may not have gone on to paid employment, but they've gone on to volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. Good. They've gone on Good. to be able to do things that help give them a purpose. That is They've so been awesome. able to um, learn social skills, go into Walmart by themselves if they need to. They can go and do things cool. that they weren't able to do at all. And so... There have been tons, and then Morgan would be, you know, another huge success mm-hmm. story. Who that would is, have ever thought that? But That is so cool. Yeah. Well, I get asked a lot um, whenever I have my meetings with mm-hmm. Easter Seals, and we do a yearly uh, mm-hmm. evaluation plan and stuff, and they say, what do you want to see for Max? Mm-hmm. What's your long-term goal for Max? And my answer has been since he was three years old, um, I want Max to live his best self. I want him to be his best. I don't care if he's a straight A student. I don't care if he's an athlete. I don't care Mm -hmm. about anything. I don't, if he, if he ends up living with me his Mm -hmm. whole life, that's fine. As long as he's doing what his best capability is. That's my goal for him. Yes, and only living with you forever if he needs to. If he, yes, if If he he needs needs to, if that's what he requires. Because there's some parents who get stuck no, yeah. they're staying with me forever. I'm like, they don't need to. Oh, no. They should well, move out on their own. That wouldn't be Tiffany. But that's what I've always said. Whatever his best is. Yes, that's what I want for him. I don't have any preconceived plans or ideas for him except for And what makes him happy. What makes him feel fulfilled. Well, Luann, we are so glad that you are with us and that you shared some of what you're doing. I know there's a lot more, but we are so glad that you came and and uh, uh, hope for uh, hope autism. For that that's wonderful. And what is happening? And and uh, we thank you for that. And actually, uh, maybe we'll get to find out a little bit more. Yeah. But thank uh, you, Darlene. Uh, we're so glad that you joined us at the table. And yes, and so we're sure. going to pray because I know that there are parents, or there are grandparents, or there are aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. caregivers, uh, caregivers <laughs> everywhere that they can relate to this. So Absolutely. many of them. They don't have any help. Yes. But what we want them to know is there is help out there, mm-hmm. and you have to go after it. Mm-hmm. Go after it for someone that you love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, be their advocate because that's what we all need in life uh, is someone that believes in us. Absolutely. And so these people, you know, our Max is such a miracle to us. Yes. And we believe in him and in his t- today's and his tomorrow's. And so... Uh, we we just pray tonight for all of you that's out there. And Tiffany, I'm going to ask you, would you pray uh, sure. over those that's listening tonight? Sure. 
Father, we thank you so much for, for giving us this opportunity to share our hearts and to learn more about um, autism that just affects so many people. And Father, I pray for the listeners right now who who we know, God, that there are listeners who are touched by autism somewhere in their lives, Father. And I pray that those who are struggling and they have so many questions and concerns and worries, Father, that they'll find hope tonight, that they'll find peace and they'll know, God, that there's answers and there there is support. And, and God, I pray that you would um, open their eyes and open their hearts, Father, to to uh, advocating for their children, Father, and for seeking out assistance. And, Father, give them the strength and the courage that they need, Father. And for those who, who may be listening who, who are on the spectrum, God, mm-hmm. give them hope, God. Yes. Help them to know that you have a plan for them no matter mm-hmm. who they are what they have going on, no matter where they are, God, that you're just right there with them and that they can accomplish so much more than they ever thought that they could. And Father, I just thank you once again for this opportunity. And we bless those who have taken the time to listen to this podcast tonight. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, until the next time that we get to be at the table with Darlene, we just pray that the peace of God would rule and reign in your heart. God Mm -hmm. bless you.